Welcome to the Fearless and Successful Podcast, brought to you by Coach D. That is me, and it is designed for changemakers just like you. I am an international success and business coach, and I love, love, love supporting you on your journey to ultimate health, happiness, and freedom. I obsess on all things mindset mastery and business strategy that allow you to design the life on your own terms. This podcast will be led through my three P's, productivity, purpose, and profit, and I will do my best to bring you the industry leaders on these topics, and I am also going to provide you with solo episodes where I'm going to talk about these three P's. If you are ready to dream big, plan for success, and impact the world, let's get this party started. Okay. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, fearless people. We have um, a really, truly amazing topic that comes in such a right timing for me and probably for you as well. Um, while we are recording this is December, the month of love, <laughs> and the month of celebration of gratitude. And um, I think we all need more love not just uh, to give love, but particularly self-love. And my dear guest, Sarah Willingby, and I are going to talk about that topic. Welcome, dear. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's going to be so much um, joy to talk about uh, this today with you. But before we go into the juicy, and I want to have a big conversation I, I don't want to have a small talk. I want to have a big conversation on this topic because I know that people that are listening to this are just craving that, hey, validation from within and they need, hey, I am worthy of loving myself. I can accept myself. And I want to have a big talk about this because I know that you're the right person for this. But who is Sarah? So Sarah is transformation coach, best-selling water speaker, Reiki practitioner, energy healer, and infertility coach. So I would love for our people to hear your backstory. How did you, you know, come across to be a coach or author, speaker? Um, where did you start it and where are you today? Okay. Well, my journey actually started in the corporate world. So I spent 10 years working in corporate HR. I worked my way up the corporate ladder. I got there and something was always missing for me. And I kind of felt a little bit like I was selling my soul and we were never getting to the root cause of people's issues. We were just putting a Band-Aid over things and then moving them on. And I found that really frustrating. At the same time, I was going through this incredible journey through secondary infertility so I'd already had my son and I was really wanting to complete my family and trying to have a second child was just one of the most emotional, um, hard journeys I've ever been on. And I know so many other people are still on that journey. So I, at the peak of my story, I guess I, I ended up in intensive care after I went through IVF and nearly lost my life. So I'd already been at that point through a mis miscarriage the year before. I was now lying in hospital being told that I could never go through IVF again. And I didn't know 
whether I was going to get through that. And I just, I did a deal with the universe, basically. I was like, okay, if you give me a second chance, then I will spend the rest of my life being of service because I realized that I hadn't been authentic. I hadn't lived my best life. I hadn't been true to myself and I'd allowed fear to stop me from being me and following my true path. So fast forward a little bit and I did recover, fortunately, from that. I was very, very lucky. And I ended up getting pregnant with twins. So I had a frozen embryo transfer and I fell pregnant with twins. And I was like, yes, this is this is what was supposed to happen. I'd always had this romantic notion of what it'd be like to have twins. But sadly, I lost one and then I lost the other. In amongst all of that, I had decided that we needed to move to Australia. I'd had this intuitive guidance that Australia was actually my home. And we had applied for visas and we moved over to Australia while I was, well, we'd planned to move over while I was still pregnant with the twins, but I lost them shortly before we arrived. Then within six weeks of being in Australia, packing up our lives, knowing nobody, having no jobs to come to, literally just throwing everything up in the air and seeing where it landed, I fell pregnant with my daughter after six weeks of being in Australia and she's just had her 11th birthday. So for me, that was confirmation that I was in the right place, doing the right thing. And following that, four years later, I had another little girl and I never went back into corporate. I realized that I needed to be true to myself and I wanted to explore this spiritual awakening that I'd already been going on. And so initially I learned Reiki. Uh, I'd already spent many years learning meditation and that had been absolutely life-changing and and I know saved my life when I was in hospital. If I hadn't have learned meditation, I couldn't have got through the pain and the trauma and um, just the challenges that were presented to me. So, yeah, my journey just unfolded from there. I learned Reiki. Then I um, received guidance from working with a spiritual mentor in America that I had books inside me. And was I ready to start writing? And I was like, yes, absolutely. And so my writing journey began and I had articles published online. And then I started speaking and coaching was a natural transition for me, having worked in corporate HR for so long and coaching senior managers. So it all kind of just evolved, but I had to get out of my own way and I had to allow myself just to be my authentic, authentic self. Wow. I, you guys, you, you don't see me, but I'm laughing through, through this story so hard because I'm going to give you a backstory how me and Sarah have this, we connected a while ago, probably two years ago, something like really long. And we always had this strong bond and it was like, let's get you on my podcast. And it was up and down and up and down, back and forth. And and I knew a bits of your story, but now, you, you know, you just saying this and how you had this spiritual awakening where I am probably right now. And I'm just like, wow, what the heck is going on? Um, so beautiful, such a divine guidance. And I can so relate with your story. It's just so bonanza. Uh, I worked in HR and I moved countries, had the uh, IVF with second daughter, uh, which was successful. After I had naturally my first daughter, which is so, so rad. And I think that, you know, when I said before we, we started recording, I said, you have 
a message for me. I'm just I'm just laughing because I know that th there is something a big breakthrough coming coming up. So guys, stay tuned because I'm so open. My lid is open. I am literally just being so receptive and so um, willing to receive what Sarah has for me today. Um, so tell me like today, what, what it is that, that you most help people with when it comes to, you know, working with, with your clients and coaching, what are some of the things that re really like, um, like your soul on fire and what it is that you do? There's two areas for me. I love supporting people through their own spiritual awakening. So helping to develop their intuition because we all have our own GPS systems inside of us, but we just are so distracted in life that we don't tune into the messages that we're given Not every true. single day that are always around us, both being given to us through our own bodies, but also through the universe as well, whatever you want to call that. So I love guiding people through that journey of just awakening to self, re-remembering who they are and being able to tune into themselves and, and going on that soul journey with them. And then the other area that I really love is the journey to self-love. So lots of people will come to me because they're stressed or they're unhappy in their job or they've got an unhealthy relationship or whatever it is. And what they're coming to me for is often what they think they need, but it isn't. And so we go on this massive journey and we unpack everything. And I believe that we're like an onion, you know, you take a layer off and there's more healing to be done and then there's another layer and then there's more healing to be done and another layer and it goes on forever mm. <laughs> sometimes that's really annoying but we keep going mm. um but to be able to support people to finally be able to look themselves in the eyes in a mirror and say i love you i really love you wow most people, most people can't do that oh wow Ooh, guys <laughs> i want you to stop here I want you to pause this recording when you are when you are listening to this podcast and I want you to go in front of your mirror and say to yourself I love you. That's so powerful. If you are able to do that and I want you to go back to this podcast, screenshot this episode and tag me and Sarah on Instagram in your stories and tell us that you did it and how you feel. I think that's going to be so just powerful for each and every one of you listening to this because it's the small things that make a big, big change in our lives. These small Absolutely. things, right? Wow. So tell me like when it comes to, I, I interrupted you, but let's just keep it as a flow. Um, so when it comes to self-love, one of the things that I discovered that for me, I was always prioritizing, of course, my kids, um, also my husband, which is now ex, um, and always like that need to be validated through someone else's life, you know, life, right? Yes. Someone will yes. say, hey, you did a great job. You did this good or and never like really seeing myself as someone who, who doesn't need recognition. You know, that worthiness part. I always tend to seek like validation from the outside. Um, yeah. Would you say that that like really realizing that you're enough and that you have that you need to first like take care of yourself? That is the greatest act of self-love of how, how would you define self-love? Self-love is exactly what you've just said. Um, and it's also about setting boundaries. So it's about saying no. 
which also then means that we're saying yes to self. Yes. Because as you said, we do live our lives through the expectations of other people. And I think particularly as women, we're taught to prioritize other people, put other people's needs before our own. And when we give ourselves permission to actually really connect with self, listen to what we need and know that we're worthy of that, that Mm. we deserve that for ourselves, it's absolutely life-changing. My life really changed when I started to step up and speak up for myself. And sometimes that meant saying no to my children and it meant time away from my children. The very beautiful, greatest teachers in the world that I had gone through hell and back to have. But I need to do that Mm -hmm. because this is my journey. And through going on my journey, I know that I can help support my children in a better way to go on theirs. So when we fill up our own cup and we talk about filling our cup up, but really it's about filling it up to overflow because if we only fill it up, then we're taking out of that cup. Whereas if we're constantly in overflow, then we're not taking from self. So when we fill ourselves up to overflow, we have so much more of ourselves to give to other people. Mm. We can be there for people emotionally, spiritually, energetically, physically, so much greater than we can when we are literally just, you know, taking the crumbs off the plate and giving to everybody else before ourselves. Yeah, love that. And I know that there is not universal practice for everyone, but what would you say, like, what fills your cup to overflow? Or your clients, like, what is the typical thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so meditation is something that I work with yes. with my clients on and a lot of people are like oh no I hate meditation I can't I can't still my mind I'm too crazy and energetic I'm like you're exactly the right person to do this <laughs> sit down we're gonna try because I believe there's a meditation to suit everybody and it can be as simple as focusing on your breath for two minutes every day and that's really you know really changes how you feel energetically but also um for me, being in nature is that other thing that fills me up and I try and help clients to connect with nature. So mm. I'm very blessed here. I live by many beautiful beaches and I live out in nature and I appreciate that that isn't the same for everybody. But even if we just bring a plant indoors, that's going to help to change our vibration and change our energy. So whenever we can, going outside, just breathing Going and standing under a full moon and breathing in the energy of the moon, taking your socks and shoes off and walking on the grass, walking on the sand and grounding, really grounding. So when we ground, we draw the energy up through the soles of our feet and that re-energizes us and it enables us to really connect to self. Everything just kind of starts to fall away and we move into our heart space, we get out of our head, you know, the monkey chatter, the crazy self-deprecating talk that goes on repeat over and over again, we slowly start to lose that, and we get into our heart space when we ground, and that's something that we can do very simply every day, we can do it with our children, they naturally do it, they take their socks and shoes off and run around, and we're like, no, put your socks and shoes on, because you know, you'll cut your feet, but they are naturally doing it because Mm -hmm. they know because they're more connected to themselves as children than we are as adults, because we've lost our way as we, as we grow and get older. So So true. So true. We have, um, here we in Sweden is like, now it's very cold and we have, um, 
we have a neighbor that comes, it's a little girl, five years old. She comes to, to us and she always has her, her, um, she comes with socks in her hand and she's like, and it, she has like boots, you know, it's cold, it's snow. Um, she has yeah. boots and socks in her hand. And I was, I would always ask her like, what, what, why do you have, my mom said that I have to have um, socks indoors, but I don't like socks. <laughs> and it's so funny that she like takes the socks she put them on. And after two minutes, I had them for two minutes. I'm going to take them off. It's so like, ugh. It, I need to have them off because I feel like in my, in my, you know, this is me <laughs> and it's, yeah. so, you're right. Kids, kids, when does it, so this is a really relevant question. Where mm-hmm. do we lose the connection with nature? Why does that happen to us as, as, is it, is it when we become adults or why do we as kids have so much more connection with with nature with ourselves with you know exploring being creative being curious when does that stop and how we as adults can go back to that um child mode and be more playfulness yeah. right yeah i think it can it starts to stop through the education system a lot wow. of the time mm-hmm Unfortunately, um, my children are very blessed and they go to a school that is set in 100 acres of land. And that was really important for me that they connect with, you know, they've got a school dog and they've got alpacas and chickens and all sorts of things. And they they learn outside. So their classroom is the outdoor space, which is very beautiful. But I appreciate that a lot of children don't have that. A lot of children have that concrete jungle. So if you're constantly surrounded, you know, you think how many hours a day children are at school and most often it's concrete and tarmac and there's not much physical, beautiful outdoor space to run around in. And then if the parents don't take them out and connect in nature because they don't realise how important that is for themselves and, and their children, then you do start to lose that. And I think even for myself, I didn't really realise how connected I was to nature until I went to university And so I was 18 when I went to university and my soul guided me to choose a university by the sea. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how connected I was to the ocean until that time. And then I lost that again and went and worked in the corporate world and lived in concrete jungle and suburbia. And then I got called to Australia and now I just, I could not live anywhere else but by the sea. I really couldn't. So beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. And I just want to take a moment to just appreciate and be grateful for, for our school system or, or where my kids go to school, where they have access to mindfulness, where they meditate in school. And it's just so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just think that it's so good because they, when kids are grounded and, and have this like, connection with their breath um it's just like they can be focused they can be concentrated they can absorb and this should be practiced in every school it takes like 10 minutes for them to to you know what is 10 minutes to actually have a really really good day in school like throughout four Mm -hmm. five hours six hours when they are sitting so every single teacher should invest in that and also my kids now now it's like minus seven degrees um celsius here in sweden they are outside like these monkeys are outside the whole day (laughs) they go in for lunch like seriously in kindergarten they sleep in um in 
in wagons outside when they're like small babies like yes it's so crazy and I just love how Sweden is has this um yeah I'm just so blessed that we have this availability for for our kids to to explore nature and it's just yeah I think it's such a big difference yeah that that was a great reminder I should go out after this chat (laughs) (laughs) go for a walk yeah that's so good so when it comes to and you mentioned women particularly women because we feel that we need to be protector we always need to nurture and take care of our families um shout out to all your moms who are doing an amazing job don't feel that this is a call out to you but it's just like something that I need to hear from Sarah right now because I know that I'm being being guilty of that um and you said it, it's it's really women who are taking so many responsibilities and so many corners in in the the household um what would be like that small a- action item for for our ladies and even for myself to to do today to have more to incorporate that more of that self-love you mentioned meditation what 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 else i'm already meditating i'm i'm obsessed with meditation <laughs> you're already you're already all over that you've already got the gold so. yeah, yeah i'm a next level meditation i i i i religiously meditate three times per day so that that's that's definitely my gem <laughs> yeah cool i think another thing that has really changed my perspective and my experience in life is actively seeking out my tribe yeah so wow. really connecting with other people who are on a similar vibration on a similar path who are into personal growth and really being there to support each other yeah you know, how do you than- know who is your tribe how do you know so when you start to develop your intuition you will accidentally come across people who you have a conversation accidentally accidentally you know just in random places where you'll feel like you've known them forever I remember just meeting some of the best friends I met with just randomly in the park and you start talking and you feel like you've known each other for years and it's all alchemy yeah you know 10 years later I'm still really good friends with them so I think it's just about in order to attract those people, we need to be able to let go of some of the relationships that we know don't serve mm. us. Oh, well. whoa, whoa. Okay, let's pause here. Um, I want you guys to really think about, because this has been hard on me this year, particularly, where I needed to let go of so many relationships. And I was just like, I'm not available for any drama in my life. I want peace and people who are toxic and negative. I just don't want to be around them. And it was, I needed to take an inventory um, of who people, even including my parents, bless them. Sometimes it's just like, no, I'm not available today for for this conversation. Um, And I would tell them first for long, it was like, I need to mentally prepare to have a conversation with my mom. Mom, I love you so much. Uh, but it's just like, it's so draining. Sometimes it's just like, ah, mm. I can't. And me being able, what you said, me being able to say, hey, mom, I can't today. I choose yeah. me today. I, I just can't be there for you today. And that was a big shift. And just being also like for, forgiving myself for being like that. It's nothing mean. It's just like, hey, I need this space for myself today. I cannot let you in into my space. Um, 
it's not that it's forever. Of course, you can't shut down the par- your parents, right? But just being able to catch yourself and see, hey, I don't need to please these people. They want me, but it's not necessarily what I want. Exactly. Right. And, and also like let, letting go people, this was so profound for me, letting go people who don't serve your higher self. Um, it's hard thing to do. It's, it's not an easy task. But once you go through that process of eliminating people, like what you said earlier on, like you will let in people who are there to support your, your, your destiny, your calling, your mission, your purpose. So don't be afraid to, to cleanse and to detox, um, you know, right. Um, to let in something good come, comes. Yeah. And I think as long as you're letting those people go with love, yeah. as long as you're making those decisions from a place of love not anger Mm -hmm. you know not when you've just had an argument with them but when you can really like you said sit down and evaluate those friendships work out where you're at work out how you feel energetically when you spend time with those people and you'll start to notice those patterns and you'll start to realize those people that constantly take from you but don't necessarily match that and give back to you and um, we need that balance we need that balance in any relationship you're always going to have times when somebody needs support more it's like a dance mm-hmm. you know it's like this da- beautiful dance and sometimes one person's leading and the other person's just there to catch them and vice versa but it needs to overall be a bit more balanced and we all have had those people or still maybe do those people in our lives that just take 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 mm-hmm. and you know, you come off the phone and you just feel exhausted and you realize you haven't even got, you know, two words in. Oh, wow. You know, they've just dumped on you and then disappeared off and they feel great. And you're just left to kind of pick up the pieces. But I think when we start to do the work on ourselves and we start to learn how to protect our own energy, set our own boundaries and put ourselves first, like you've been doing. Oh, it's it's so crazy what you said right now. And I got this, I have a person in my life that used to used to call me um and when i see i know like I, when i see the number i'm like okay i pick up the phone and immediately and that happened to me every single time this year i would be on the on a call with this person for 2 hours and afterwards i just feel so exhausted and i say never again i'm going to pick up and i do it again and again <laughs> And again, it's, yeah. literally, it's literally like these vampires that are just like <laughs> suck up your energy. And it's just like, I can't stop it. I can't stop it. It's something that it's almost like I am self-sabotaging. I just want to be disturbed by this person. Mm. I think it's that desire, isn't it? That we want to be there for other people and we want to support other people. Right. Oh, and- wow. You know, and you probably still hold on to the hope that in one of those conversations, the dynamic might be different. Mm-hmm. And therefore you you hold out for that and you hope and you want to be there for people when they're going through hard times. But there does come a point where you have to say to somebody, I, I'm here for you and I love you. What can I do to support you? Because we can't keep having the same conversation. Right. We can't keep going through the same patterns and the same wow. issues very assertive and very like yeah on point wow yeah Yeah. 
And also I want to take, you guys, I want you to also take a note of who are the people that you give and they give back to you. I want you to message them and thank them because these are the people that you want to treasure. So go and, and, you know, just message them and say, hey, I just want to say that I appreciate you. I love you. I thank you for being in my life. I think um, that's always a good thing to do. We definitely have have to cherish those people too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, wow, this is this is such a, such a great uh, like segue. Um, relationships are part. So, who would have thought? Like, relationships are a big part of our self love journey. Um, but I think that it's also that relationship with ourselves, right? Um, the, the we have to have a healthy relationship with us and then with people around us. And then what I realized recently is that business has to come in the third place, which for me, it was backward all of the time. Um, So yeah, What, what would you say on that? When I realized that I was kind of stuck with me for the rest of my life and it was the only relationship that's guaranteed, the only one I realized that I really needed to start loving self and I needed to stop blaming my body and being hard on myself and really critical and I needed to start giving love to myself and that was a really beautiful process to work through because we do place so much emphasis on relationships with other people but until we it's a real cliche and we we've heard it before but until you love yourself, you can't really love other people. And you're not going to attract the right people into your life anyway. But the other thing I want to say is that it is through relationships that we develop and grow. That's the purpose of relationships. That's where we learn our lessons. That's where we evolve as human beings is mm-hmm. through relationships. So we do need to have those difficult relationships to learn the hard lessons and to learn how to say no, to learn how to set boundaries, to learn how to love ourselves more. Mm. So even those people that have come into our lives that have been difficult relationships, they're actually a blessing mm-hmm. in disguise because yeah, they you. enable us to step up and to step out and to fulfill our true potential and to seek more. Mm-hmm. Again, that healing and growth all of the time. Yeah, right. Um I what came into my mind like now people could think yeah that's very egoistic or even like a little bit narcissistic to loving yourself and only take care of yourself this is not what we are talking about this is we appreciating us and we see us as we are as whole um, and really taking care of ourselves so we can take care of other people. This is not, I'm just going to take care of myself and you, all of you, like you can screw yourself. Like, that's not what we are talking about because people can think like, but that's very egoistic. And I would, I, I would hear my teenage daughter, like when I say like, Hey, I'm reading the book, I'm going to be available in 30 minutes. And she would say, you only think about yourself. But it's like that clear boundary. I'm reading a book for 30 minutes. And after 30 minutes, I'm available for you. And then the, be- the, the most important part is that I keep that promise. I would go to her and I would say, hey, I'm avail- av- available now. She's 14. She, she understands. Um, yeah. I'm available now. What do you need? Yeah. 
it's not, hey, I'm not available for the rest of my life. I'm just not available <laughs> right now, right? I'm yeah. taking care of myself. I'm in my Zen mode. Um, yeah. But so I can support you after that. Exactly. Right? And I know I'm a much better mother when I take time out for myself. So I prioritize having a rest in the middle of the day or doing a meditation yeah. so that I can be there for my children as the best version of me and the best version of mum for the rest of the evening until they go to bed and being a role model as well right because they I think it's also like that part um and again like our parents did their best I think it's also I saw my mom like always busting her butt like she was Mm. always serving others and that was what I picked up that was how I was taught and that was what what my behavior was like I always need to serve others she would never take rest she would always have clean and polished house right everything was always in order nothing you know nothing is out of order but it's okay if I have a day where I need to grieve where I need to cry I'm gonna say to my girls hey I just need a moment for myself I'm gonna lock myself into a bathroom I'm gonna cry for five minutes so I can come out and say hey we can play now but I need that time for myself and And it's okay yeah, to be able to honor those emotions and for your girls to see you doing that. Right. Because we're taught to repress our emotions. We're taught to repress how we feel. We end up burying it. That doesn't go away. That right. just comes up in the future. If we don't deal with our grief and our emotions at the time, it just stays with us and then it needs to come up for healing later. And it can come out in all sorts of different ways and when it's probably not ideal anyway. So it isn't about wallowing it. It's about acknowledging our emotions, holding space for them, becoming an observer to them, noticing, okay, I'm noticing today that I'm feeling angry. I'm noticing today that I'm feeling sad. I also know that this is a temporary feeling and it's going to go. I'm just going to hold space for it to be. And then it moves through your body so much quicker. It doesn't get stuck. You don't hold on to it. And you can just then move through your life a little bit easier. And that's been another massive lesson that I've had to learn the hard way. Wow. Because we have, you know, we have this culture of, you know, just suck it up and keep going and, you know, just tough it out and Mm -hmm. don't let people see how you're really feeling. And actually we cry for a reason, Mm -hmm. you know, from a physical reason we cry. It makes us feel better. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Wow. And I, I, and I think I was also raised in that, um, don't be such a baby, don't cry. I was raised mm. like that. And I think that uh, there are so many moments when I would love to say to my girls, don't cry. I, it, and for us women, it's probably like hard to see your kid like crying, right? Because yeah. it's just like, wow, I don't want my kid to cry, but it's okay because they also need to cry. And just like allowing you, allowing yourself to do that, you're also showing your kids that it's okay. Yes. Because they will be sad. Like I know now um, in this transition, this season of my life, we get to experience a lot of emotion. It's colorful and it's beautiful. And it's just like experience. Um, and my little one, she's five, she would be sad and she just doesn't understand all of this, what is going on. And if I would say, hey, don't be sad, everything is going to be okay. I'm actually saying to her, um, don't feel. Yes. 
right? Instead of like, hey, how do you feel? Like, let's just sit down. Let's just sit down. Do we need, do you need a hug? Do you need to cry? Um, and oftentimes she would say, hey, um, yeah, she's going to sit for five seconds and she's going to say, I'm okay. But to have that container, to feel that she can feel not to feel okay, it's, it's really um, what I'm learning. And they probably teach me as well to do that, which is beautiful. Yes, they are our greatest teachers for sure. <laughs> oh, so many great stuff. So meditation, grounding in the nature, um, having boundaries with toxic relationship and being able to articulate from the place of love and compassion. Um, still, we, we don't want, even if we are hurt, we don't want to hurt other people because it's still our projection. Um, yes. It's still our issue that we need to resolve um so when you are ending a relationship make sure that you're ending it from a place of grace and love um that was beautiful and then processing emotion like take time to process them don't um shut them under the mat <laughs> um wow <laughs> is it like was there anything else that you like that i forgot to ask or is there anything else that we need to unpack i think a really great tool that i've learned to help me process emotions and to help me to get out how I'm feeling is through writing. So mm -hmm. journaling, sitting in a quiet room, lighting a candle, playing some nice quiet music and just writing, not judging what you're saying, not, you know, wondering whether it's grammatically correct. Just writing is like a stream of consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's amazing what messages will come through. And I know that when I've looked back over my journals years and years ago, there's some great wisdom that comes through. You know, we have the answers inside us. Mm -hmm. They're all there all the time. And when we learn how to get still and connect with that, then we can hear those messages and then we can take the time to act on it. So it's not just about saying, oh, well, that's lovely. And it might not be what we want to hear, but we've got to then be brave and step out. If we're going to really love ourselves, we've got to take those that chance on ourselves and take that risk and walk towards our fear mm. and know that when we sit in procrastination, that actually often feels more uncomfortable than the thing that we're trying to avoid. Mm -hmm. So I don't know whether you've experienced that, but I know that if I put something off and I try and avoid it and I try and hide from it, actually that, feeling is worse and then it kind of blows up and then you're faced you know with having to look at it mm -hmm. whereas if we slowly walk towards it we the fear naturally starts to dissolve mm -hmm. to a manageable level so we're always going to have fear it's not about removing fear from our lives it's there for a reason it's there to protect us but it's about walking towards it and trying to befriend it in a way Mm -hmm. And realizing that we do have the answers inside us to be able to get through everything that we face. And also being able to ask for help from other people, I think is a massive lesson as well. Knowing that we have all the answers, but we can't always necessarily put all the pieces together when we need to. So asking other people for help, being vulnerable, mm -hmm. sharing how we're feeling and knowing that that's okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what being vulnerable was for years and years but yet the very first article I wrote that was published in 2014 was about vulnerability wow and wow. Dr Brené Brown does a whole lot of work around vulnerability and shame and courage 
and empathy and I really recommend people tune into her work if they haven't already um, found her I think she's an incredible woman and I've loved watching her journey and how she's evolved over the years and watching her work with Oprah Winfrey now and you know she's um she's yeah, yeah. she's very very special lady yeah, I love, I love, I love her work as well. Uh, so we're gonna link your article in the show notes, and we're gonna link some of my favorite reads from, um, or even like her, her Netflix is so dang good. I, I just love it. Um, wow, so many great stuff. Journaling, definitely, you guys. Um, I'm gonna bribe you right now because this was such a great conversation, and I think that. For me, journaling did such a massive shift this year to tune into not just my inner wisdom, but also being able to, what we said, like just brain dump stuff that don't serve you. Mm -hmm. Like there is so much stuff that we are thinking and that monkey mind would always like try to um, just get so loud that we get distracted from our inner inner voice. Um, So for me, journaling was was such a big, big thing. Um, So I love the Better Life Journal uh, from Dean Graciosi. And I'm going to bribe you guys. Um, I'm going to ask you to screenshot this episode and tag both Sarah and myself. Tell us that you did an exercise in the mirror and you said, I love you. And we're going to pick a winner of the the Better Life Journal and we're going to send you the one journal. Um, I'm just obsessed with them because they are full of practical guides and and space and quotes. Beautiful. Um, It always guides me very, very nicely. Um, Yeah. Wow. (laughs) There were so many great stuff. Is there like, yeah. Where, where I would love to ask like yeah so we already said so Instagram we're gonna link that so you guys can can tag us both in stories what, what is your preferable way to connect with people if they have more if they have this intuitive nudge hey she's so beautiful she's so divine she's <laughs> calling me where can they connect with you so I'm on lots of different platforms so my website is sarahwillaby.com.au and if people want to sign up to my newsletter, they will receive a free nine-minute breathing meditation, which I put together last year during COVID. And my son wrote and recorded the guitar music at the beginning. So wow. it was a beautiful collaboration with him. And it was a really beautiful um, project to do together. So I love that. So that's my gift to the audience. I'm also on LinkedIn, so Sarah Willoughby 2009, Facebook and Instagram, Sarah Willoughby Australia. So Google my name and you will find me. And I love connecting with people. So say hi. And yeah, I love supporting people on their journeys. Yeah. And you're so beautiful and authentic when you connect. Uh, At least I always had this beautiful... um beautiful feeling around your energy when you connect with me is just such a authentic energy so yeah you guys you definitely want to connect with sarah we're gonna put all her links into the show notes um grab the meditation if you still haven't had an opportunity to meditate like i think this can be your your next step or if you are advanced meditator like just tune into sarah's beautiful voice and her creation um and yeah, explore. I'm, I'm sure that you will get uh, intuitive guidance if she she is someone you want to connect. I, I, I trust that fully. Oh, 
I feel full. <laughs> I feel full. I'm just so grateful. Um, I'm grateful to have you in my life. Uh, it's always so good to have people that are so genuine with their value and their energy. And you're definitely one of the the most genuine people I met in the online space. You just give so, so wholeheartedly. Um, what is your final message? So to close this conversation, which was so beautiful. My final message would be, I learned the hard way how short life can be. Take that time to really connect with self. Take that time to get to know you. Hmm. You are with you for the rest of your life. And it can be the most beautiful relationship if you allow it to be. Wow, yeah. <laughs> People, yeah. Get to know yourself. You're the most important. Thank you, Sarah, so much. I'm sure we're going to chat soon. Uh, we're going to have some, some intuitive downloads to co-create <laughs> in this space um, and time. Um, for now, I'm going to say thank you all the way to Australia from Sweden. And yeah, speak soon. Thank you so much. I've loved our conversation and I love all that you do. So keep shining your beautiful light. Thank you. Ciao. <laughs> thank you so much, Fearless Soul, for taking the time to jump in today and listen to this episode. I know your time is the most valuable asset, so I don't take this lightly. As a sign of appreciation, I would love to give you free access to my 21 day mindset mastery and business strategy program. All you need to do is take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in EG stories. Until next time, dreamer. Mwah.